0: I-V-M Here's your smart fact of the day Here's your smart fact to ruminate over the weekend A study of thousands of juvenile court decisions in the US Found that the local football team loses a game on the weekend The judges make harsher decisions on the Monday And to a lesser extent for the rest of the week This is weird, isn't it? A study of 6 million decisions made by judges in France over 12 years found that defendants are given more leniency on their own birthdays. Not the judges, of course, the defendants. This is so weird. Even something like temperature, outside temperature can influence judges. A review of more than 2 lakh immigration court decisions over 4 years found a significant effect of daily temperature variance. When it is hot outside, people are less likely to get asylum. Isn't that weird? Hi, and welcome to the second episode of the week for Smarter With Sid. Now, this episode is a little different from the one that uh, we get on Tuesday. Why is uh, is it uh, different? Because on the Tuesdays, what we are trying to do is look at the outside world, the trends that are coming in, because that's the way in which I think most of us would be thinking. And while on the Thursday, or if you listen to it on a Friday or over the weekend, we are more in a ruminating sort of mindset. And therefore, we should be able to actually get smarter by being more probably chilled out and relaxed. So this is the weekend episode. And I hope you can listen to it on your downtime. And the way in which it is covering Daniel Kahneman's story, I do hope you get some downtime. Let me start with the book itself, Daniel Kahneman, Nobel Prize winner, you know, thinking fast and slow fame, thinking slow fame. Yeah, he writes well, he's a very genuine, you know, uh, researcher, but sometimes his books are very dry, eh? as is the case with noise. I mean, there is so much there. It's a difficult read, you know, very dry at times, but Always the core concept is amazing. So if you plow through a Danny Kahneman book, there are many interesting things and you come away smarter. So I just thought, maybe I'll talk about what I got out of this book and the core concepts of noise versus bias. And what is more deadly to us whenever we are trying to make any decisions uh, pertaining to work or pertaining to life. First, but we have to understand the difference between noise and bias as terms. Yeah. Now, bias is what we call instinctive or intuitive uh, way of looking at things. So, it is consistent, it is predictable, and it is directly connected to the way in which our worldview is. So, for example, um, you know, racist views at one extreme, or a bias towards your favorite team. Uh, towards another extreme, comes from the gut. And all those emotional feelings that you have make you you have a cloudy judgment. And that judgment leads to, you know, very predictable behavioral patterns from you. Like, for example, if you are um, supporting the government and the political party that is forming the government uh, in today's day and age, well, you will see all information coming in through that particular bias. Now, bias is very, very predictable, very intuitive, very consistent, but not very solvable because it is coming at from such a deep level that you could try and Richard Thaler, another Nobel Prize winner in economics, has tried to solve the behavioral bias problem, but very little results really, not just to him, but to anybody else who is trying to solve biased behavior. On the other hand, noise is solvable. Noise is basically an error based on internal and external factors. But noise is like, for example, the the smart fact that you heard at the beginning of uh, Smarter with Sid's episode 4, which is this one. You heard that it is all about the judgments being different from each other, right? If external or internal factors like somebody's birthday or outside temperature or whatever impacts you. And that's very different from a worldview bias, right? So noise is the error that you can see based on internal and external factors, which kind of is very unpredictable, certainly, but very solvable, because then you're able to actually see the system in which the noise is made and be able to correct for that bias, you cannot correct but noise you certainly can. This is a very interesting phenomenon for us to understand because if we understand the difference between noise and bias, we can identify the noise-making factors. For example, if you look at the pandemic and the glut of information that was around, let's say the drug Remdesivir or uh, the glut of information around Ivermectin or some of the others, right? Uh, there was a lot of noise here, there, everywhere based upon the the anecdotal evidence that was coming in or the research-based evidence that was coming in. And now suddenly, you are in a situation wherein you can actually understand that, hmm, okay, what is correct and what is not correct. But if you have a bias, then, well, it's completely unsolvable. Look, noise and bias both are equally deadly. Because the question is noise versus bias, what's more deadly? Both are equally deadly, but one is solvable. In fact, if I look at what Kahneman says in his book, he says that artificial intelligence, the usage of artificial intelligence will help us reduce system noise. Right. So if there's a system that is you know, prone to judgments of error, not because of the bias, but because of various internal and external factors, you are in a situation wherein if you deploy artificial intelligence, you will be able to solve it. But he also says that it's going to be damn difficult because we are very, very afraid of artificial intelligence creating errors. But we accept human errors. (laughs) Isn't that weird? That may be a bias. Okay, I'm going to stop confusing you. But artificial intelligence... And the algorithms created out of artificial intelligence will be noise-free, right? And therefore could go a long way to solving a lot of problems. But if I look at both noise and bias, what I think we should be looking out for is instead of both of these, look out for the signal. Now, what do I mean by signal? I'm introducing a third term over here. A signal is what you can identify as a pattern that can be discerned from the noise. What does that mean? You're seeing a pattern that actually is relevant, meaningful, and you can use as data in order to move in a particular way. So whenever you're looking at a lot of data and you're trying to get a decision based on that lot of data, or even small amounts of data or whatever, because as we know, information is always going to be incomplete at whatever point you know, point in time whenever you're trying to make a decision and it's always more tense uh, and, and you always feel the lack of information, whatever it may be. The fact is that if we can look out for signal, then we need to be able to, you know, rise above the noise. So which means that two things we should be doing. We should be in a situation wherein we delay our gut reaction as much as possible. Yeah, Because if we delay our gut reaction as much as possible, we might be able to observe two things. One is, is there any noise creating external or internal factor that is clouding our judgment? Or is there any bias Okay, that may be clouding our judgment? That is tougher, by the way, that's tougher. But still, if we look to delay our gut reaction and just delay it till the time that we actually are able to see a pattern or a signal, we will be much better off. So, noise versus bias, what is more deadly? I think probably bias is more deadly because you can't solve for it. Noise you can solve for by trying to understand the signal. For understanding the signal, you just need to make sure that you delay your gut reaction long enough. I'm not asking you to stop being, you know, uh, you know, t- doing the right in- instinctive thing all the time but long enough for you to make a calculated risk based on the signal that you see. I hope you like this episode of Smarter With Sid. We'll get 1% smarter every single time we interact with each other. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Listen to some other IVM podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And if you like to follow me, well, I am the traveling professor on LinkedIn and Instagram. So, please follow me there. I do make funny reels to go as an accompaniment and appetizer for all of these uh, podcasts. And I do make some LinkedIn notes. Until next week, then. Until next week.